Hello everybody, and welcome to another brilliant and uh, extra long episode. It's not going to be extra long, it's going to be super quick. Of fish, chips and Irish wits. It's going nice Lasting, and concise. Lasting until midnight special. <laughs> special. Third time, third day in a row. Someone's getting antsy and tired in, next to me here. And uh, here we are, your two playground pests. It's me, Chips, <laughs> and my friend Fish. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yep. Come on, move on. Next segment. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you were aware that that was supposed to imply that we were pedos again. No, yeah, I got Second it. time. I got Good. it. Lovely. So today we're here to talk about our next leg of the World Cup, the Scottish leg. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Done. <laughs> Can we go home now? Nope. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. It's okay. He'll stop getting antsy soon. He's he's literally shaking his legs like he has some sort of horrible addiction. You're having a more harrowing time back at home than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, don't worry too much about him. He's not that important. Addicted to salt. No, I do like salt. Yeah. Unless oh. it's his ringworm acting up here. This is some sort of horrifying ringworm infection. Mm. I'll have to look up some it's, side it's effects. It's on my nerves. My nerves have got ringworm. <laughs> ringworm <laughs> of the nerves. <laughs> I can believe that. That seems that's entirely plausible. But before we start, we should probably find out the weight of a wrestler Fuck. in stone. Fuck shit. Yeah. Oh, you deliberately didn't didn't mention this. Yeah, that's before. not my bother. We mentioned it a little while ago. Um, who am I? Today's today's weight, Tyler Breeze. Oh really? Yeah. You were asleep. Because I had to do it last week. <laughs> yeah, we briefly mentioned it when you were asleep. Yeah. I hate you both. You were replaced by me. Yeah, don't be asleep again. Someone sing, sing his thing. Uh, oh, it's really good, his theme as well. They are so gorgeous. They'll set you free. Yeah, that's sort of how it goes. Dude, keep going. I can't remember the rest of the words. I've not got it up. Oh, I'm here. Wait, okay. Ooh, Ooh 93 kilograms. Oh my gosh. Um, which is 14.6 stones. Oh, sure, that's quite light. Mm. It's a little light boy, isn't he? And he's so cute. He is. Mm. He's a very pretty man, as you may be aware. He is. That's his entire gimmick. That is his entire well gimmick. So, that's his. That's the weight. Boom. Next, next, next week... We'll do well next episode Friday. It's a Friday to you and me. It will be Rusev like we were supposed to do rather a few weeks ago. Was um Eps ago was Apollo Crews hefty hefty? I don't really remember. Oh, for God's sake, just you have to listen. Fine, it, was, it, was, it was probably as bland as his character. <laughs> yeah, it was probably as uneventful and unexciting. Bland, but <laughs> oh, oh well, I guess that makes sense considering his size. So let's <laughs> never remember. <laughs> So yeah, Rusev will remember Rusev on Friday now. No, we, we will. No, probably not. We will remember Rusev. <laughs> so, Scottish World Cup. Mm, oh, yes. well, Scottish leg. Uh, and to start off, we had some bagpipes playing. We did. I I like the uh, national anthem. I guess. Yeah, I like that. That's sort of a theme that they're running. The flavour, yeah. And the you'd notice that the. Ring ropes are a different colour. Yeah. The colour of the Scottish flag. I wonder if they're like. I wonder if they're going to um, do. If they're going to do that for every country, I imagine that's going to be really annoyingly expensive. I'm guessing it's just duct tape, isn't it? Well, it's just like electrical tape wrapped around actual ropes. Yeah. Just seems like. I don't know. It's a lot of effort to go through. It's like expensive, though, is it? You were wrong. I think you were wrong. They changed the colour of the ropes between every pay per view anyway. Yeah, you moron. (laughs) 
Bulletproof was black. <laughs> well, and fuck you, Sue. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, be careful. We've got some blue ropes. True legacy was red, blue, and white. Well, maybe they've just got a lot of ropes. Fuck me, sinking hundreds of quid into that. Oh, that oh, yeah, oh, fucking hell. All this tape that they're putting on ropes. Great. Jesus, what culture? Are you going to have to cancel Ricochet? I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to double check how they change the colour of ropes. You two might it's be... It's just the colour of the tape, you idiot. You two might be here. Uh, might be sadly mistaken, might you? It's no, a whole different, not, a whole different expense. You don't know. I, I'm fairly certain I do know. It, it, seems, it seems likely. <laughs> Upon reflection, it does seem likely. <laughs> Are you going to bankrupt yourself? What culture? <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Pundit's advice right here. <laughs> stick. <laughs> Just stick to your black ring ropes. It's cheaper. You don't have to you don't have to get new ones every time. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Does that mean mm-hmm. in WWE you think that they waste money every time the cruiserweights come out? <laughs> oh, it, here we go. A couple hundred pounds of changing the rope to purple. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think every. I don't think they throw away the ropes every time. I assume they had purple cruiserweight ropes that they just reused. So they have like a giant room full of ropes, <laughs> like a different like coloured rope like, oh, room. Like the red ropes and the green ropes and the pink ropes. Have you never seen the way that they always look? They always look shiny. They do always look shiny, but I just didn't think of it as being tape. Plastic up. Oh. oh, that's true. That'd work well. Yeah, it'd be silver. Oh, yeah. given that, that'll be a money-saving tip. I kind of assumed they just had like how you have a big box of like Crayola, and they had different <laughs> colours, but it was ropes. Oh, uh, fuck's sake! Think before you speak, dickhead. <laughs> well, on commentary on this, we had uh, Matt Stryker and a Scottish man. Who has been ripped out of my nose? <laughs> Sean it's, something, I believe. Um, That's not like because we hate Scottish people, by the no, way. No. No. <laughs> no. That was done for entirely different reasons. Yeah. But um, I don't really remember his name. I, it's not someone we'd ever come across before, anyway, is it, in our wrestling travels? But he was really good. He was. Um, in his own words, he said he was only there because they couldn't afford Billy Kirkwood. I really did appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was very funny because I really like because I did kind of think that I was like if you want a Scottish guy why not just get Billy Goldwood I'm sure he'd <laughs> I guess at the, yeah. I, I wonder if that was the reason though or realistically if it was just that he would have been far too offensive <laughs> yeah far probably <laughs> I think that seems like a fair a fair reasoning <laughs> because ICW's commentary is certainly a little bit more raw than yeah a little any, bit rawer than uh... than any other company <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I love it M- so maybe much. Maybe about on par with this podcast. Maybe, yeah. We we are the ICW commentary of podcasts. I don't know. I don't think they've ever denied the Holocaust. I don't know. Not Did you say... again. <laughs> what? Oh, we got about seven minutes in here. Yeah. It's <laughs> a record. I don't think they've ever referred to themselves as rapists or paedophiles. Well, didn't you say that the one that isn't Billy Kirkwood, Simon Cassidy? Um... No, that's the that's the ring announcer that you say is him every time, William Grange. Oh yeah, um, didn't you say that he used to be super offensive when he yeah. was a wrestler? Yeah, I heard I've heard stories of him being just like the most offensive promo, which is so, something yeah. I definitely want to go back and watch. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, no, oh, oh my god! 
Oh, oh no, it was just an arm falling off my chair. The arm fell off his camping chair. He couldn't have looked more terrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, to give you a bit of background at home, I've got a special chair that I sit in Day when months. we podcast. That I love it. It's a camping chair. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that someone else sat in it at one point. I'm not going to mention any names. Nope. And it's now really tatty. Um, but the, the bottom's going to be going fairly soon. Yep. So expect another rip on air as I fall to my death through the bottom of this chair. Which is going to be fantastic, by it's the way. It's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but now you at least have one less armrest for the <laughs> Which I'll probably like try and lean on and then fall at some point. Dramatically. <laughs> that will be fantastic. <laughs> Uh, opening match in this on this pay per view was one of the first round matches. Uh, Joe Hendry taking on uh, Kenny Williams. Oh, Wenny Kelly. Good old Wenny Kelly. Good old Wenny Kelly. <laughs> Does he know about the coloured ropes? <laughs> Probably. I imagine most people do who have any semblance of common sense or knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> we had the uh, the promo before this match was probably one of the best ones, you know, like the Talking Heads interview, because oh, yeah. Joe Hendry was just being, you know, standard arrogant heely dickhead saying everyone knows who I am, but I guess I'll introduce myself anyway yeah. and <laughs> saying that he doesn't care that he's from Scotland, he just wants to make sure he wins the tournament you know, just generally being a knob Yeah, general knob things uh, Kenny Williams got to uh, in his uh, backstage uh, interviewee things, though, got to uh, say that he was the bollocks, which is his whole catchphrase thing, which I wasn't sure would count as slightly too offensive for what culture, so... I don't know, Martin Kirby said dickhead. That's true, yeah. Bollocks and dickhead are about the same level, aren't they, really? If anything, dickhead's maybe a little worse. I'd say dickhead might have just edged out bollocks. (laughs) And uh, next time we'll rate two other vaguely swear words against each other and say which one's worse. Oh. In a new weekly segment. Okay. Um, <laughs> nonce or <laughs> I mean, I wasn't uh, expecting maybe you to nonce have to... or pedo. Okay. Nonce and pedo. Okay. Well, that's vaguely offensive. That's, that's something we definitely will forget to talk about oh, on the next episode. Please just don't write it on our fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like writing offensive things on our fridge for anyone who comes in. Okay. <laughs> this match was like really, really good. I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, Kenny was like did all of his awesome, you know, standard high flying stuff. They mentioned that they were former tag team partners in ICW. Yeah, which I, didn't I was entirely that. unaware of, and they also said that James R. Kennedy was the manager. He did. I was just about to say that. So, that's an intro. I like that's... finding out weird little snippets like this from ICW makes me think that, like, it would be cool to delve a little bit into the archives. Yeah. So we do plan to do that at some point. So. At some point. But obviously, not yet. Not while we're still slightly backdated. Slugging through. Slugging through a lot of pay per views. Stop doing so many. What culture? How about that? How about that for an idea? <laughs> <laughs> You're not WWE. God damn. They do way more than WWE. Probably, actually, yeah. yeah. It's like sometimes they'll be like three days apart. <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous. Silly what culture. Um, Kenny Williams hit his... Uh, one of my favourite standard spots is where he does his... He kicks through like the middle rope and hangs on and skins the cat and then does a suicide dive. I like that. I think that's one of his coolest moves. Um, Kenny Williams basically kept up his uh, his general 
his general standard for me of not having a bad match in this tournament. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, fair. He seems fair to be news. something that just happens. Uh, uh, Kenny got put into the uh, Hendry lock though at the end of this match and um, managed to reverse it into a roll up and got a cheeky win over he Joe did, Hendry, which was, I think, one of the surprises of the night. I think so. I think this was probably the biggest surprise of the tournament so far, really. I yeah. was really not expecting this. I kind of I, I would thought Joe Hendry was a like lock on going through the tournament. Yeah, I I was sort of considering that he might win it in like a an homage to Kurt Angle kind of thing. Yeah, no. Sort of like pushing him to be like, you know. Yeah, I know I can see what you Kurt saying. Angle kind of figure. No, definitely. I think I was I was 100% certain he was beating Kenny Williams especially as well. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a round he was definitely getting through, I was certain it was this one. So, mm. uh, Really cool shocking moment though. Like I really enjoyed it just because of how you know, I wanted... I, w- I was talking about how predictable the World Cup's been. So far. So far. And in a lot of ways maybe that won't change for all of this uh, pay-per-view but this but one... Certainly. This particular match, we had, you know, probably the most shocking moment so far. Indeed, we did. It was really cool. So, and I was really happy to see Kenny go through. If there was anyone I wanted to get a shock victory, it would probably have been Kenny Williams. So, yeah, really enjoyed bollocks. that. The bollocks himself. Mm, Mr. B. Mr. B. Not to be confused <laughs> with Mr. Bean, the popular character. Yeah. Or, I don't know, a bee. Or, or the bee. <laughs> or the bee movie. Uh. Oh god, that was a dreadful. It was so bad. Starring Jerry Seinfeld. Wait, like I'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent. A B movie. I, tangent. I watched that like when I had the flu, like mm. a couple months. Oh, it's probably a year ago now. Were probably. there any um, child insects in it that you fancy? <laughs> no, <laughs> but <laughs> on like the same kind of uh, tone. Oh god. Okay. Um, the bee has like a weird sexual relationship with a grown out, grown up adult woman. What? See, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen this film, but I don't remember the. Uh, I haven't seen it. The creep. Ah, uh, we'll watch well, it later. Oh God. <laughs> it's a, yeah. No, he's got like a weird. There's a weird thing between this like fully grown woman and this <laughs> being voiced by Seinfeld. <laughs> fucking that's weird. Not, that sounds great. I, don't know, I know why everyone pulls that face when I said I was attracted to <laughs> that pink ant from Bugs Life. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you, you've got a fair taste enough. of your own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a that's a fun story relating to bees and humans fucking. So let's continue on with the uh, important wrestling content. Yeah. Very similarly related. Can see how we got onto that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next uh, first round match was. Liam Thompson taking on Joe Coffey. Yeah, Mr. Bad Boy. Mr. Bad Boy Liam Thompson, who we've only really seen being a bell end with uh, Christopher Saint mm. and trying to become Braw again. It's uh, yeah, it's nice to see him kind of, you know, do stuff. Yeah, and backstage he's on his like talking head thing. He was talking about how like he really wanted to be in this tournament, and it seemed like kind of an actual heartfelt thing. So yeah. it was really cool. It was like it played his, it played him up as being like kind of a big deal as well because he's you know a pretty long term veteran at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize how old he was until I saw his like salt and pepper beard. Yeah, no, totally. He is, he is a a good old veteran, a sort of. Doug Williams almost esque era fellow, I think. Um, 
He's also really small, which I was entirely unaware of. Yeah, no, I... Because they did the tail of the tape before all the matches again, and he was five foot seven. Yeah, sounds about right. Which was really weird, and like I did notice how much smaller he looked than Joe Coffey when they were in the ring together as well. And Joe Coffey's not exactly big. No, but... He's like average size, isn't he? Yeah, well, apart from... Unless you can't width. Well, yeah, when... <laughs> He's like double width, but... <laughs> No, so like he actually he entirely dwarfed Liam though. He was Liam Thompson also was like, I think he was like 170 pounds as well. So he was like way below cruiserweight levels as well. But he's really also weird. like he's pretty stocked as well. Isn't yeah, he? really weird. I didn't really understand what had happened. Like if he was a bit taller, he'd probably be Joe Coffey proportions. Yeah, and he's not even that much smaller though. So I don't understand how that happened. It's like if you get like a, a like a, an image on a computer and you sort of like crop it down. And you crop it diagonally so the entire thing goes <laughs> that's, a bit smaller. That's Liam Thompson. It's Liam Thompson. He's a crop down to a crop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. He also hit a suicide dive in this match, and I didn't expect him to do anything even remotely eye flying, so oh, I thought yeah. it was really weird. That was cool. The match was like, it was a solid match. It wasn't particularly uneventful, but it was way less one sided than I expected. Like, I thought Joe Coffey was going to dominate this match, and I was glad that. Really? I was glad that Liam Slater got to do. You know, have a decent showing, really. But Coffee did still, you know, kind of obviously win in the end. Yeah. Which you know, this Which, one felt like, I like you can see Kenny Williams or like a young guy getting a shock victory, but it wouldn't have made sense for no, Liam Slater, really. I, I just Especially hope he kind of sticks Coffey. around in uh, WCPW for a while. Yeah. Well, we I feel like we're going to be saying like this a lot during these World Cups, and we'll probably yeah. be disappointed. Kenny Williams and Jimmy Havoc both got through to uh, second round, so maybe that. Spells good things for them, and they're both people that they're two of the ones I'd probably want the most, maybe. So. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So, hopefully, that carries on. Uh, but yeah, um, Coffee afterwards also did a promo saying that he's not a good guy and he's not a bad guy, continuing uh, his um, Roman Reigns mimicry that seems to be his <laughs> part of his heel gimmick is that he is also Roman Reigns. Yeah, because yeah. he turned heel in ICW by doing a Superman punch, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> yep. But he said he's not a good guy or a bad guy. He also said he's not the guy. He's just said he is the only guy in Scotland or something. But two of his, his stable mates are Scottish. Yeah. I think he just wanted to win the tournament. Yeah, okay. Was his point, mainly. <laughs> I feel uh, like, you know, Joe Henry should be uh, the one with the microphone. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joe Coffey is really good at promos as well, so... Yeah, but... It's kind of unfair. But, yeah, I don't know. I liked the Roman Reigns aspect yeah, I, I like that that's his, his I really love his heel gimmick is I guess I'll just be Roman Reigns everyone hates him <laughs> <laughs> um, no that was you know kind of uneventful but you know it was their match mm-hmm. next up though we had a, a break in uh, break in first round with uh, El Ligero taking on Grado indeed with the music edited out yeah helpful well edited over with different music Different which, weird music, which I, which I kind of preferred to when ICW did it. And just blanked it out for like two minutes. Yeah, I did, but the only part I wasn't a fan of was that I think because through commentary you must have been able to hear um, Madonna as well. They um, they made sure that the music was like really high over commentary, but they still kind of wanted commentary to be there, so you couldn't hear anything they were saying. So like, I don't know. Maybe they should have just blacked out commentary at least. And kept some different music over the top. Yeah, I think it's better than silence, but 
I saw what they were trying to do with the commentary, trying to make it vaguely audible, but they apparently just didn't seem to want to, so you couldn't tell what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I like... I mean, I get why they do the whole thing, because, you know, it's kind of very thematic to Greedo for him to have that as his theme, and it's kind of what made him one of the things that really got him to where he is today, but, like, as someone who's never going to be watching live, it is always making it shit. <laughs> yeah. Although, I don't know, Will the Sport might have secured the the rights to oh it. Oh my god, they actually could have. That would be very cool. Although, I, yeah. to be honest, I kind of think they'll just be cheap and just give him a random shit theme and not yeah. care enough to bother. But I don't know, Grado's like the, the star of it at the moment. That's isn't he? true. So he's, like, yeah. he's the main guy. No. So, you know, he might get like a prayer and everyone seems to sort of like who've got into World of Sport knowing Grado and yeah. hopefully that kind of rub off. They'll, they'll be like, these fans have already come in and they know, know his gimmick. and They can sing just, along. Yeah, they can sing along. It will be great. It will be, you know, talked about. That would be really cool. I hope they do. I really hope they do. I just don't have that much trust in... Well, I don't know. For like a, uh, a station like ITV, I'm sure they've probably got the rights to Like a Prayer somewhere and, in the library and, anyway. And every other song. Yeah. <laughs> Every other of Madonna's songs. <laughs> no, that probably makes sense. I hope that happens. That would be it would be nice to actually from a TV side of things get to hear yeah. Grado use that as his entrance. Hopefully that will be what happens. This match was like probably the most stupid match of the night, oh, but yeah. not in a negative way. I it's really, really enjoyed how way. stupid this was. Um it was just like a weird comedy match. Grado was like doing stupid like cartwheels and you know like doing his sort of really weird like joking around dodging. He bent behind El Liguero so that he tripped up in a sort of schoolyard sort of way. <laughs> um, he There was a very long segment where Grado uh, tried to knock El Liguero down with shoulder tackles for about like two minutes <laughs> yeah. getting progressively slower. <laughs> and more tired, which was I didn't re- I like when you say a lot of these spots out loud. I don't think of them as being funny, but like it just works from a physical comedy it, it does, standpoint. Yeah. And you know that's what wrestling wrestling kind of relies on, isn't it? Totally no. So really cool though. Um, he got a mask out at one he point. Did. He got a mask out. He, El Grado. Um, he got his El Grado mask out. He um. He was going to hit a uh, 619, which the ch- crowd then started to chant the Glasgow area code of 01414. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, he was going to hit the 0141, and uh, it didn't go very well, kind yeah. of expectedly. It kind of went better than I expected, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> like, I thought it was pretty close. Was, yeah, there was a semblance that he might actually do it. Yeah, so I, wasn't ex- I wasn't ready for that. He also thought about doing a top rope splash and then went down to the middle <laughs> rope and then went down to the bottom <laughs> rope and uh, he ended up you know, still getting kicked in the face and it reversed and then he was like, on... didn't didn't Eligero, like catch him as he was like going down to the middle rope and just like, okay, go on then. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he did. And then he just lay down on the floor and was like, yeah, go on, fine. Yeah. Just do it. And um, But then Grado unmasked him. And the crowd chanted Eligero. disrespect. Yeah, oh yeah, Aligero. Oh shit, no, Grado didn't unmask Aligero. That would be mental. Yeah. That would have been a really big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Aligero unmasked Grado and the crowd chanted disrespectful. Which is awesome. <laughs> so funny. And uh, 
the finish of this match. And also was, a bit heelish for Elgera. Yeah, dirty heel. He's still still being a heel. I mean, you can't be counting as a heel in this match, though. <laughs> Playing <laughs> along to this bollocks. <laughs> you're master Grado. <laughs> <laughs> it was disrespectful. It was not disrespectful. <laughs> it was stupid at best. <laughs> um, but the finish to this match was probably my favourite part, in which uh, Doritos were crumpled up mm. and used as a, a replacement for thumbtacks. And yeah. Um, okay, now carry on. Okay, and uh, Grado hit his R Grado onto it to win the match mm. and beat Ligero, get the pin. You did. What a victory. Um, you know, in that match I was telling you about Prospect, where it was Prospect versus El Prospectiva. Oh, yes. Um, and, like, some of them were masked and some of them weren't. Yeah. They did the exact same Dorito spot. Oh, awesome. Where, like, they had sort of, like, a bag of... They pulled out, like, a... Yeah, like, I think it was, like, a little cloth black bag. Mm-hmm. So, where everyone's like, oh, tax. Oh, yeah. And then it was a bag of Doritos, and they just poured it out. I like the Doritos. I think, I think it was Drake took the bump on the Doritos. <laughs> How ridiculous. <laughs> I really like oh, yeah. the stupid Dorito spot though. I really like it. Being used as, <laughs> I, I felt like it was being it, like Striker was selling it on commentary as being like he was acting like he, he was like Jr. and being like proper by God he's being torn yeah. to shreds. Yeah, both of them were. Both yeah, of them were just uh, you quoting Jr. Yeah, and it was really funny, mm. and it was just like I really enjoyed. This was the perfect way to break up these first round matches, especially because I'd say in general. The first round matches on this were a little weaker than the English ones. Yeah, no, I agree. I sort of there was a few more forgettable ones, which I guess we'll get to now. Mm. But no, really cool breaking point. Like the the Dorito spot as well looks like it might actually be painful. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you imagine like? I imagine Doritos if you land on the wrong if they're if they're a bit crumpled up and there's a few sharp bits. <laughs> It would hurt, wouldn't it? it nice. Maybe not as bad as tax. Well, well, definitely not as bad as tax. No. Still hurt. It'd still be a bit, be a bit more uncomfortable. <laughs> it would certainly be slightly more uncomfortable. Yeah, but um, yeah. Next up in our first round, though, we had BT Gun taking on Lewis Gervin, our best young wrestler. And uh, BT Gun's talking heads was my favourite. Okay, what was it that he said? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> he basically sat down and went, "I'm BT Gun, I'm doing the World Cup," and he was like, "Right, that's it. Can I go now?" <laughs> nice. That's very like, yeah. BT gun. Like he didn't want to be there, he didn't want to participate, so he was just like he said something and then he said something heelish and he was like, Right, I'm done. Right, I'll go now. <laughs> and just sort of like took his mic off and walked off. Awesome. I really like BT Gun's character of just being like can't really be arsed and unpredictable but in a very fun way. Yeah. So that was like my favourite talking head segment. Nice. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um Lewis I re- this match was like Although it was kind of short and not particularly exciting, I did enjoy just seeing Lewis Gervin for the first time in a while. Yeah. He looked really good in this. Like, he was got to hit a few awesome moves. He also hit a one-winged angel, the uh, Omega's finisher, just as a random <laughs> a random moment in the match, which was really cool. I can't remember that. Yeah. No, it was a cool moment. But BT Gun did lots of sort of kicks and knees and ended up winning with, like... He did, like, a sort of weird... Uh, sort of version of a sister Abigail almost to finish. Yeah. Which was really odd. I'd like I didn't haven't seen him do that before because I'd known his finisher more as being the gunshot, which I think is a cutter. So mm. 
But, I mean, you know, there's, I suppose there's enough wrestlers with cutters. So. Oh, God, yeah. Everyone's got a cutter or a lariat. <laughs> or a pile driver to the lesser extent. <laughs> Everyone's got a cutter, lariat, or pile driver. That's the rule. <laughs> it is the rule. <laughs> no, so this was like, it wasn't that long of a match, and it, there wasn't that much to say about it, but it was still, you know, it was fairly good, just not, you know, it, that exciting. Yeah. Like to see more Lewis Gervin as well in uh, that. Continuing our trend. Uh, final of the first round matches, though, was Drew Galloway taking on Mark Coffey. Mm, the sort of the rug- power forward. The power forward. Is that a rugby term? It is. is that I, what but that I is think so. I'm, a, I'm assuming so. I think that's that's what I've uh, that's what I've come to understand about yeah. that phrase. <laughs> that it is something to do with the sport of rugby. Mm. Do a try. Do a try. Do a scrum now. Oh yeah, scrummer. Do do the a scrummer. Do a Mark Coffee. <laughs> that should definitely be his nickname, <laughs> the scrummer Mark Coffee. I need to behind that. It was weird seeing Mark Coffee sort of weirdly, like make his return here because mm. we've not seen him it's for like ages now. Yeah, he just vanished after <clears throat> Joe Coffee. And him stopped tagging. He just sort of went because like, he had a bad back because of his back injury that they talked about. Mentioned ever again. Oh, I have a striker moment now though. Oh, Matt Striker was very upset about uh, the Scottish fans throwing streamers in for Mark Coffee because he had some Japanese experience. He said that he said that he always thinks that when people other than like in Japanese places throw streamers, it just makes them look like marks. Uh, and I do. I hate the way that he does use like insider terms. I, like all the time. Mainly marks like, is marks, the one that annoys and me. And he the says most. get over a lot. And he, he says does getting talk over. about getting over all the time. Yeah, no, that's and very that really true. annoys me. Yeah, I'm totally the same. I just like I feel like both of us have said recently that we're more like we're finding he's, him less he's annoying. Less, yeah, I think it's more that we're getting used to him that we're then we're starting to like him and like I think he has been. I think he's been getting a little better he's been as well. A little better, yeah. But um, like when he does have these moments, they're still very annoying. Yeah, and it just sort of like annoys me for the next like half an hour until I get used to him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He which resets point you every time. Usually gone and done another. Yeah. There was a uh, cool spot at the start of this match where uh, Drew put got Mark under the ring in like the metal. Oh, he did. Yeah. Underside things, and did he do like a slingshotty thing or something? Mm. And it was really weird and awful. It was like a spot I've never seen before either, and it made a lot of sense. Yeah, I thought you did it yesterday when we were talking about this oh. match yesterday. I think you mentioned it. Yeah, or, yeah. No, that was today. That, that was today. That was this one. Cool. And, yeah, this was against yeah. Mark Coffey. Brutal. They had a lot of hard strikes in this match. Uh, I always like kind of don't expect Mark Coffey to be very good as a singles wrestler. Me neither, but I'm he's like, actually alright. He's actually fine, yeah. yeah. He like just like He's not was... my favourite. No, no, but like he's, he's fairly decent. I quite, I quite like the scrummer though. The scrummer. <laughs> Bit of a fan of the scrummer. Um but Power yeah. Scrummer. Power Scrummer. There was a lot of like big uh close uh like two counts in this match, like Drew hit a DDT and, and a pile driver for a two count and then he went for a like big boot to try and finish him off and um, the power forward himself hit like a really nasty punch on him. It was mm. awesome. Like it was one of those that you can just hear like echoing throughout the arena. <laughs> yeah, like it actually awesome. sounds like a punch. Yeah, but that was a that was a two count which like was a very near fall, and I actually kind of thought for a moment that he was going to get eliminated just by Mark Coffee out of nowhere. I was really like, yeah, no, I thought that, but that was cool. Um, um, 
This no, never mind. I was gonna say, was this before he sort of like appeared on NXT? But obviously that was when they were in. Yeah, yeah. So now. So. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um. Yeah, but in the end of the match, Drew ended up hitting his weird like running drop kick, one running one footed drop kick, which is we one call of my it. favorite moves. It looks moment. really cool. And and then I and then a future shock to get the pin and you know go forward. Kind mm-hmm. of expected result, but one that they swerved me on in the match. Oh, yeah. At least at one point, so that was cool. And a nice showing for Mark Coffey. I wonder what they're going to do with him now, because I imagine if he's already be a fairly active member on the roster, like now would be a good time to sort of reintroduce him again. Yeah, or maybe um, get a uh, Jackie Polo in. Oh yeah, get the the so promotions get the, on. Get the uh, the tag teams heating up. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome, man. I would. I would appreciate that as a as a thing having the Apollo promotions in WCPW just because you know not really like it'd be nice to see them introduced because then maybe I would understand what they were a little bit more. Absolutely. So yeah, they might even um, bring in Jackie Polo. Like yeah. If Mark Coffey's an active member of. Yeah, to sort of try to build him up because it would make sense to because he's not going to be able to do anything with Joe now. That would not make sense. I suppose he could weirdly join the Prestige as like a fifth smaller member, but well, he wouldn't have to even necessarily be like lesser. Yeah. But no, I think Jackie Polo would be cool to see. I don't like know much about like how the if the politics of that make sense or whatever, but mm. like that would be cool because I would really like to be introduced to Polo Promotions from a from the beginning standpoint yeah. so that I understood anything about their gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, get the get the tag team division um like heating back up. No, yeah. Because um, there was quite a lot of imports, I guess, going for the titles. Yeah. So we had a Bullet Club and mm-hmm. Matt Riddle. Yeah. So No, it'd be nice know. to have a few extras and yeah, I mean, I don't know if Matt Riddle's necessarily not going to be someone who sticks around though. He seems to wrestle in a lot of British places, so does he? Yeah, well, he's yeah. the pro. He's got a progress title, hasn't he? That well, he comes of course out he with. does. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, no. Ah, so yeah, I didn't realize he was sort of like England based. Yeah, I mean, I think he does stuff, you know, probably in America as well. But no, he comes over a lot. Ah, cool. so I guess he can stick around. No, but yeah, this was another surprisingly good match. Like I was. I was talking just before about how the first round matches weren't that good. I think there was only one that wasn't that exciting. That was BT Gun and... Uh, no, it was oh, uh, yeah, Liam Slater uh, and Joe Coffey. And even that was fine. So, For yeah. some reason, it just they just must have left a bad taste in my mouth, but I don't Me really know too. why. I don't, I don't know what it was. No. But it just kind of like... I guess they weren't like over-the-top exciting. Like None yeah. of them had crazy good chemistry. They were all like fairly decent matches, but none of them were yeah. big... Standout e matches. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we had another match to break things up now, though, uh, with uh, Martin Kirby taking on Travis Banks. Indeed. Two yeah. people who were both in the Magnificent Seven back at Bulletproof, mm. which was a nice little sort of callback. It's nice to sort and of the have Fatal Five Way. And the Fatal Five Way, yeah, had a bit of a sort of had a bit of a history. But have they actually had a singles match yet, or was this the first time we've seen that? Because I don't feel like it's a match. I think I can remember. I think they did really, really, really early on before Martin Kirby like picked up a lot of steam. Okay. Um, and then they had like a little. They had a tag team as well. Oh for yeah, a they couple mentioned of weeks. that. Um, yeah. 
So it was when Martin Kirby, I think he must have just been sort of fresh out of the Elgaro thing. Yeah. Where he was just kind of like in between. Yeah. Um, okay. Because this just felt like kind of a different match to me and I was, you know, pretty excited for it. Like, I feel like both of them have like stepped up the game and come into their own since yeah. like um, teaming and the, the initial match, I think. Yeah, well, I thought the, I really enjoyed that chemistry and I really enjoyed this match, to be honest. Mm. We had uh, Travis took uh, Martin Kirby to the announce table and shouted at Matt Stryker, continuing the prestige and Matt Stryker <laughs> feud, basically, that's going yeah. on. Which I've been generally enjoying just the prestige being like, I think yeah. you're a dick. <laughs> so, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Matt Stryker stood up and tried, tried to like, yeah. interject, do you reckon mm. that was on purpose now? Then I kind of assume, yeah, that was a sort of... Something like, that was going to be built up. Foreshadowing. Yeah, and I mean, I thought it was annoying at the time, but realistically, like, for this storyline, I feel like it's kind of worked, and it's mm. something we'll talk about more as we continue the this evening's entertainment. But, Indeed. And probably Fridays. And probably Fridays. Yeah, but um, no, it's, a we- it's weirdly something that... Like, I didn't think that having Matt Stryker be part of a feud would be something that enticed me, but... Yeah, I've I don't... weirdly enjoyed it. I feel like Prospects have really done it well though, as well. Like they've, you know, played up their dislike for him, and like almost every member who sort of does something involving like yelling at Matt Striker. I'm point still fairly behind the, the Prestige. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> but I'm kind of firmly behind the Prestige for everything. It's not just because it's against Matt Striker. Mm. I'm also <laughs> so, um, yeah. But like, yeah, these two just had a really good. Uh, chemistry. They did. Uh, Martin Kirby did the spot where he got the ref to hold Travis Banks' leg, which is awesome. I think uh, Elgaro and Grado did the same sort of spot, but Grado spun around, was spun <laughs> around on the leg. So this happened a couple of times in the night. Uh, but no, really fun match. And in the end, Kirby hit his sable bomb to uh, get the win. He did keep his seam going. I believe Travis Banks went for his Zoidberg elbow as well. Oh, he did. It always really scares me that someone, someone else, else is going to hit the move before he does. <laughs> that would be kind of brilliant. That would be brilliant, but I'm always like, oh, come on, don't. Yeah, that would be weird. But yeah, no. and at the moment, actually, I'm worried that he will, Martin Kirby will hit it, and it'll just be like a it bland just, I thing. I feel like they've got to know that if he hits the sideboard elbow, he wins a title. He, w- yeah, he wins, he the, wins title. the title. No, I don't think... I don't think they can mess that up. Yeah. But so I am worried every time he, he hits it. Well, he goes for it. Yeah. And then I'm worried <laughs> someone else goes for it because I think they're going to beat him to it. <laughs> That's really funny. I do like it's a weird tease that they've got going on with Martin Kirby. Mm. Like a an incredibly long form tease. Yeah. It's so. really cool. It's like the first kind of standout. I totally. Guess. No, I am. Um, no, I think that's really cool. But no, this was a fun match. Kirby building up more steam, so sort of the right result for him going forward with his contract, yeah. his money in the bank, not briefcase his or token. Big number seven. His big number seven token. Which would be cool. Which all of those would be cool. But no, we're going to be cashing in at some point, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, we uh, had Hendry come back to the ring next, though. We and did. Uh, be annoyed and cut a promo. He didn't shake a child's hand. And that was what the main promo was and about. And that was the main thing about the promo. So, like, I'll, Joe Hendry does really good promos on the fly, apparently. Apparently so. Unless that child was a plant. But that seems kind of 
Farfetch. Yeah, for like WCBW, but I know <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> we want you to stand near the ring and offer your hand to Joe Hendry so he will not shake it. So he will not shake it. So he did his sort of standard annoyed promo about not shaking a child's hand. <laughs> and uh, Gabriel Kidd interrupted again. Yeah, doing a good Joe Hendry impression in Scotland, which is brave. Yeah, that is very brave, actually. He doesn't feel like you should do a fake Scottish accent in Scotland and expect to be considered the baby face, but managed to do pretty good at it. He um, was talking about how he'd win soon and that that would be his momentum going. Uh, he said that Hendry was sort of moaning about not having, not being given enough chances and like he's had loads of opportunities. He talked through like all his title shots and his match against Angle and just saying that he loses all the time. It was like it was like a really good promo. Like it well, made a lot of sense and it seemed like the sort of thing that you would bring up in that situation. Mm. So you know, had a real realism and you could see Hendry doing like a really good job of just acting incredibly pissed off about that. Didn't he do, like, the hardest slap I think I've ever heard, like, uh, yeah. a wrestler do? And then he did a ridiculously hard slap and then just carried on doing, like, a big attack until Matt Stryker made the save. Mm, he did. And Stryker actually got on the mat, Mike, uh, to, you know, yell a few things at Hendry and set up a match at State of Emergency. Matt Stryker versus Joe Hendry. Mm. Hopefully Hendry beats the shit out of him. He, he, he kind of has to. They, they couldn't just have the prestige. It's like big, impressive push end at Matt Stryker, mainly a commentator. Yeah. I'm like, I'm incredibly intrigued about this match at State of Emergency, though. Me too. I have no idea what that's going to entail. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, I like it. I, have, yeah. I, like, I like how it's going. It feels, it feels like a bad idea to be excited about a Matt Stryker match, but... Yeah, it's not going to be a good match. I don't think. Well, I don't know. But I like. I don't feel like I've seen Matt Stryker wrestle, ever, really. I don't know if I've actually legit sat and watched a bell to bell Matt Stryker match. I'm sure I did about 15 years ago. But... <laughs> so yeah, and I don't know. I, d I have no idea about how much he's wrestled since because I've only ever heard him being on commentary everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so me too. Really weird, but no, exciting. Makes sense in the angle, and you know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oddly, we'll cover it on Friday. Gabriel Kidd took a lot of belt shots. Oh, he did. A lot Where's of belt that? shots. Mm. Nasty. Oh, you always Nasty look awful. Ones. But yeah, they um sold throughout the night. Gabriel Kidd being like injured from the attack. So yeah. It was, you know, a cool angle. Keats. So we've got a nice sort of uh, setup for the next few events with Hendry doing his having his match with Striker and then his match at uh, the ne the next one. Uh, no regrets against Kid and uh, no regrets. No yeah. regrets. No regrets. That's how the that's how na, the theme's na, gonna na. go. <laughs> no regrets. Na na na. That's how it's gonna that's, go. Na na na. na regrets. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. Can't wait for no regrets. <laughs> Featuring Dappy. Featuring everyone's favourite wrestling fan. <laughs> Wrestling's number one son, Dappy. <laughs> Good old Dappy. It's a, real, it's a gimmick I can get behind. It's Dappy. <laughs> Damn right. What a great... Someone needs to do an end gimmick in wrestling. <laughs> I think uh, Carmella's doing it at the moment. Oh yeah, I suppose so. That's sad. Yeah, That's not it? how I really hoped it would turn out. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded better in my head, I guess. <laughs> First of our uh, second round matches, we saw Joe Coffey. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Unlike every end of song, 
<laughs> get uh, it? Good. I'm gonna edit that bit out so it's like I was clever. <laughs> I really hope you don't. Surely you'll forget. Good. <laughs> I don't want this sounding any better than it needs to for you. <laughs> Carry on. I need to go home. Yeah. First second round match was Joe Coffee taking on uh, our boy Winnie Kelly. Ah, oh, Winnie Kelly. <laughs> good old Kenny Williams. Uh, this match, I didn't see. Kenny Williams winning. No, definitely not. Uh, I was, I was, I, I thought he, he wasn't going to get lucky twice in a row, even no. if that is kind of his gimmick. Uh, this was a really cool match, though. I enjoyed this a lot. Like, I feel like Joe Coffey and High Flyers tend to be the matches I enjoy most of Joe Coffey's. Mm, yeah, me too. Like, I think I feel like that's happened quite a few times. Like, I don't, who did he fight in the last pay per view? Because I remember enjoying it, or at least in one of the recent um, ones, he fought he someone was... a bit high flying. Did he fight El Ligero at some point? I mean, I assume he has at some point. But a while back. He, yeah. he faced the Bullet Club. There's a couple of them. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I can't remember the exact time, but I feel like I really enjoy watching Joe Coffey just throw people around. I feel like that's sort of when he's at his best. Mm. Um, Coffey hit a... Um, the finisher of this match, though, was Coffey hitting an absolutely brutal uppercut and then doing his weird upside-down finisher stretch to get yeah. the pin. Which well, I really to get like. the tap out. I like his weird upside down finisher. It's kind of like, it's in the same way I like Zack Sabre Jr.'s tie up finisher where you can't see a way out of it. Like, it's one of those submissions yeah. where there doesn't seem to be a way to get out of it, so you kind of have to give up. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, this was a cool match, but you know, the person won who I expected to win. Yeah. And Made sense. Yeah. Like, you had to have one member of Prestige at least. Yeah, totally. No. I agree, and Joe Coffey feels like a pretty good choice. Between him and Joe Hendry would have been the ones that I'd expect to go through, even if I'd have kind of rather myself had BT gun. Yeah. Uh, Second of those matches, though, was BT gun taking on Galloway, which was a ridiculous chop fest. It was. It was very super kicky as well. It was lots of chops, lots of kicks. They also spent a lot of time outside the ring. Yeah. Hit a massive suplex on the ramp. To BT gun, so that was that was a nasty little moment. Don't feel like we get many suplexes on the ramp in WCBW, so no, not anymore. That was kind of a fun thing to see. Um, but no, in the end, Galloway ended up hitting a pile driver and then a future shock and getting the finish. Mm. Oh, the pile driver was fucking brutal. Oh god, it was really bad. Mm. <sighs> Those Galloway pile drivers, man. Oh. So nasty. He's like. Galloway's got some serious power moves. Like I he feel does. like he has about like four or five signature-ish moves where they're all brilliant. He does like a really good big boot, a really good uh, weird jumping drop kick. His pile driver. I really like the future oh, shock. The future shock. No. Did you have power bomb as well? I think he's. I think he certainly has. I don't know if that's one of the regulars, but it could well be. No. I know he's a good standing suplex because he's so fucking tall. Because he's massive. He, Galloway looks always looks ridiculously huge. Which I don't know. I don't understand if that's just, uh, you know, people being smaller in England. Yeah. Because he's only like, what, six foot six? I think so. Oh, I like that the in wrestling only is something that can be followed. Can have <laughs> yeah, six foot six. Fucking short, he's six foot six. <laughs> he's only a size that's like. Probably three inches taller than anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> um, he's only three inches taller than Matt Hardy. Oh, 
Oh god, I always feel the fact that's always weird, isn't it? Matt Hardy is like six foot two. Drew Galloway is like six foot five, six mm. foot six. And, and Drew and he Galloway looks seems like so, a giant. He does. He really does look like a massive giant. He, he's like something about his build as well makes him seem bigger. Like he's got really long arms and like he's just this mm. huge hawking figure. But no. yeah. So our two people going through the World Cup this time are Joe Coffey and Drew Galloway, which after sort of a few shock things happening in the qualifiers and stuff, I also think that... The, the main picks were a bit predictable. The, the main two picks were kind of maybe Joe Hendry instead mm. as one of them, but otherwise kind of as obvious as it could have been. Actually, I'll take that back because um, I don't know if it's watching it in retrospect knowing that Galloway's leaving. Yeah. I didn't know... Because he must have like sort of like told what culture that he was thinking about it. Or see, I you'd, you'd feel like he probably I, would. See, I've heard opposite. Have you? Okay. Yeah, I don't think he was allowed to, and I think that I've from what I've heard, for example, um, that one of the Adams was literally watching NXT the day after State of Emergency and saw he was there and was like, "Oh my god, that's kind of mental." And <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't think they, like, held it against him or, or anything. Like, I guess they kind of assumed he wouldn't be able to tell them or something. Yeah. Like, I, I suppose they have experience of WWE taking talent, so... <laughs> yeah. They're kind of used to the process now, but no, I don't think they knew. Cool. So. But yeah, um, so I was watching it and I didn't realise, I didn't kind of appreciate the time frame. Yeah. So I was like, if they know, are they going to still push Galloway? For the finals, or are they gonna sort of like have a big upset prestige, yeah. and, and beat him down, and then, I, you know? Totally. I also don't understand though quite how it's going to work with now that he is in the final because I really don't know how WWE are going to be about his dates because I know he very he finished ICW like a couple of weeks ago now, so mm. ages ago realistically. So. Unless he he did just get like permission to do like a date in in August. Yeah. It'd be weird. But, I mean, I imagine he won't be getting very far in the World Cup because there's not as much point pushing him anyway if he's in WWE. So, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens, though, because they also could, like, say that he's gone and have, like, the two people who got knocked out in the second rounds, like Kenny Williams and BT Gunn, could have a match to go in. That'd be cool. Yeah, or, that'd work yeah, fine. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Um, or they could have, like, a big, like... Kind of uh, Scottish like, Rumble. Yeah, like a six a six way match that's between all of them or something. And oh what? I thought it was called the six pack challenge. A six pack challenge. I don't like the phrase six pack challenge. It sounds stupid. It does, yeah. No, but uh yeah, kind of a little too predictable still on the main two picks. But yeah. no. Never mind. Still uh still was like a fun set of matches and there was enough shocks in the middle of it that I can <laughs> kind of forgive it just yeah. about. Uh, main event of the evening, though, was saw Will Ospreay taking on Marty Skrull and Matt Riddle in a Indeed. match apparently never seen before worldwide. Mm. A match where everyone, even the manager, had a belt. Yeah, it was all about the belts in this title. match. That was really cool. Uh, Ospreay came out and did a big heel promo that was basically just shouting England and Essex. <laughs> and uh, it was B Priest's birthday yeah. and forcing the crowd to sing happy birthday. Which they didn't seem to want to do. Yeah. But he did. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a fun heel promo. Osprey's so good on the mic. He is. He's such a dick. He's such I, an Essex dick. I don't think he'd work as a face on the mic. No. Which is weird <laughs> because he's in ring style feels like it should be the most baby face but yeah. I feel like it kind of works well as in being like 
annoyingly good despite being yeah despite being a little shitty yeah totally so but no he did did this promo and then we had Matt Riddle and Skull come out Uh, two heels taking a one face Mm. in the triple threat which basically meant that there was (laughs) a lot of double teams on Matt Riddle and um, a lot of times in the match where one of the two heels would get beaten up and then the other one would basically just like it was almost like tagging in in, yeah (laughs) and take on Riddle Uh, Matt Riddle did a lot of big stupid throws and Mm. massive suplexes and fisherman busters and all his like pile driver all his really cool big stupid power moves uh my skill did his fun handshake spot where he tries to get a, <laughs> another person to shake his hand and get the crowd to chant and always has his fingers crossed behind his back which i love <laughs> me too it's so stupid and goofy but oh, brilliant the uh, if you if you're playing along at home as well today's drinking game for matt striker isms is when he says the word chicanery, which he, <laughs> he says like five times in this pay per view. He says it every time anything goes mildly, mildly. And anytime a heel does something heelish, she's like, "Oh, look at that chicanery." He does skullduggery. Skullduggery would be another one. You can have, you can also take drinks for skullduggery if you'd like yeah. to. <laughs> like alongs, and if you want to get really drunk, you can take on the yesterday's podcast ones of manipulating the joint manipulation evolution of the athlete control the neck control the head control the body evolution of the athlete as well yeah kept saying oh (laughs) 10 years ago ddt would have ended a match (laughs) that's very true no i like the uh i kind of like how many strikerisms there are now yeah it would make a great drinking game (laughs) i feel like it's become so so predictable and it's become like a bit endearing now so our our path with how we feel about Matt Striker is so confusing. <laughs> I, he still annoys the hell out of me, but I kind of look forward to it now. You know, next time I'm watching it, um, when I'm watching No Regrets, I'm going to sit down with a bottle of rum, and every time he, he says one of these things, I'm going to take a shot. And then you're going to have gonna... nothing to say on the podcast because you'll just be dead. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm actually going to play this drinking game. Okay, I'm quite excited about that. I want to hear your full report on that next <laughs> pay per view. <laughs> if I remember, I'll try and I'll try and tweet it. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, Matt Riddle did loads of uh, did a really brutal double German suplex at one point, and it didn't look like it was even slightly difficult no. for him. Matt Riddle seems to be maybe the strongest man. <laughs> He's like him and Johnny Moss. I was saying to you feels like it would be an awesome, stupid dream match of really muscular men. Mm. And it could be for Liam Slater's affections. As they are both tag that'd partners be, from now. That'd be that's That would be what I would book next, what culture. So, you know, <laughs> listen to me. I've certainly got it right. Fantasy booking. Fantasy booking here. Um, there was a... The, the double teaming carried on as well and they hit a pair of like super kicks on Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle was getting beaten up a lot. Um, B Priestley stopped a, the ref at one point after a tombstone and the camera didn't catch it and it was really annoying yeah so it just looked like the ref didn't just count. vanished or just stopped yeah totally but um, Osprey but because of that Osprey um, everyone was having a go at B Priestley and Osprey accidentally hit her with a suicide dive he did Happy and everyone chanted happy birthday yeah <laughs> which was great um, but the ending sequence after that was Matt Riddle hit the bro to sleep on Osprey. Uh, Marty Skull used his umbrella to hit Riddle and then chucked Osprey into the ring and hit a chicken wing to finish. Yeah. 
which Got was a bit of a bit of a shock. A bit of a shock, yeah, because awesome, I feel like we've not seen that much of Marty Skull winning recently. It's been a bit of a he's on yeah, a bit of a losing streak. I mean, he went out in the first round of yeah, the English qualifiers, which felt like a big deal, really. So yeah, that's yeah. I'm glad to see Pickerball win. Yeah, me too. I and that's there, uh, and that took us to the end of the Scottish qualifiers. It did indeed. Which you know, like. I kind of thought at the time I wasn't in, I didn't enjoy it as much as the uh, English qualifiers, but sort of talking back through it, I feel like I've it's seen it in a little bit of a better light now. Me too, but I've, I don't know why it's put me like it put me in a bad taste as well. No, really I don't is. know if it's just had the unfortunate like position of being in the middle of everything we've been watching. <laughs> being in the middle of everything forever watching wrestling, yeah. wrestling, so it's wrestling. Like it's kind of come at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, that could be it quite. It, it could have just had an unfortunate place in our in our hearts for that. Mm. Uh, but what was your uh, top shelf match of the night? Um, I've, oh, I really, I'm gonna go Grado Elgaro because it was just nice and fun. That's a fine choice. It was stupid and it was enjoyable. Yeah. I'm going main event for mine. Main event would have been my actual uh, <laughs> wrestling <laughs> yeah. main event, but kind of like segment. Yeah, match. totally. Yeah, no, I just thought the triple threat was really good. I thought all three of them worked well together and were really different and no complaints. And it all it was really good for like sort of all of their characters. Like Matt Riddle sort of carried on being a bit of a monstrous face. Oh, I forgot to say when uh, when Osprey did that suicide dive into B Peasley, you could just see Matt Riddle pull like a, a really weird kind of like. Like uh, his mouth was a gape, but <laughs> it looked like he kind of like just walked out of one of them stoner movies. <laughs> Matt Riddle like, always looks like he's incredibly he, he, stoned. He looked like how Keanu you perceive Keanu Reeves, <laughs> just as a human. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was really good. Yeah, and and character moments like that. Oh, that was my top shelf match of the night. Uh, bottom shelf match. I'm probably going to go uh, Liam Thompson and whoever he was facing. Joe Coffee. Joe Coffee yeah, yeah, I was going to do the same. Just didn't really grab either of us. No. Although but I am, I was excited to see uh, Liam Thompson. The bad boy himself. Yeah. Because um, I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle much, really. No. So he was he was quite enjoyable to see. Um, I just don't think Joe Coffee was a good opponent for him. No, me neither. But that was cool. Yeah. There we go. There we go, indeed. Oh, ratings. Rating, I'm going to go 6.5. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to go... Hmm. I think I'm the same. There was no women's match again, I forgot to mention. But yeah. that also still irks me. I can't believe that that's two in a row now. That doesn't seem okay. Um, so I would have liked to see more of that. A few matches that just weren't that phenomenal. Maybe I'll go seven. There's oh, still okay. some good matches. Like there was, I enjoyed a decent amount of them. And going back through, I thought a lot were better than I expected. Than I remembered talking back through it. So yeah, yeah. I'll go seven. But cool. you know, pretty similar. Sort of you know, a little above average. Indeed. Perfectly good to watch. Yeah. Still better to watch than True Destiny. Fuck you, True Destiny. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> um, yep. Catches on the Twitter. Fish trips whips. Yep. She was on a YouTube as Fish Chips and Irish Whips. Mm-hmm. Any reviews on wherever you're listening to this would be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, give us a lot of ratings on iTunes. That'd please. be nice. That'd be cool. Give us five stars. 
four at a push. <laughs> That'd but be nice. None lower than that, please. None, no, I'd rather you didn't. Or else. Or else. Or else. I'll, he'll have you. I'll, I'll, I won't. He will, he'll have but you. I've seen I'd, him do it. I'd fart like, like this. Oh no, <coughs> oh he's done it. Oh, oh that, that was almost a poo. <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> we better finish this off quickly so you can check, check and wipe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, take us home, pal. Take us home. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm here to take you home, and I'll. <laughs> you need to get home, fucking hell. You are a tired man. But it's continuing five months now. We can't sing World Cup songs forever as much as we may like to. We can't just always be Skinner and Badil. Oh, I'm sure they say that as well. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a dream for them. <laughs> Sorry, Skinner and Badil. I didn't really mean to just sound really cruel to you. I really like three lines. I like, no, that's most likely see, lightning seeds. No. no, well, yeah, I suppose. Well, I like to pretend it's just them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more fun for me that way. So that's for not rating us. <laughs> I've got another one brewing. So you better rate us quick. So we're continuing five months because it is still May. So mm. let's enjoy this descent into more songs by five that I don't know well enough. If you're getting down, baby, I want it now, baby. Come and get it on, baby. I want it now, baby. There's like a long gap here. I don't think I'm going to do it as long as it is. Or if I do, it's just going to be this part of me talking. Just pretend this is part of the song. You've gone longer. <laughs> God damn it. I want to take a little time to refresh your mind. Because the boys are back in town with a different kind of funk. Who got to funk? We got to funk. Right, everybody want to boogie down tonight. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Move them around from side to side. I've got what it takes. The beats, the brace, the funky bass. I give your body crazy shakes. Come on. I heard somebody say what? she's at the party, so Ooh. I'm gonna get me some. Uh... If you're getting down, baby, I want it now, baby. Come and get it on, baby. I want it now, baby. If you're getting down, baby, I want it now, baby. Move it all around, baby. I want it now, baby. I think some of that was a bit wrong, but it sounded all right. Don't worry about it. Didn't remember it that well, but you know what? That'll do. It's fucking free, isn't it? Jesus. No. 